Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. And welcome to your Wednesday game day edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez, presented by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. It is game day. Game one tonight, 8 o'clock, between the Philadelphia Flyers and the Montreal Canadiens. Here's what's coming up on the episode. We're going to talk to Nate Thompson, the former Montreal Canadian. He played parts of the last two seasons with the Habs, and he will give us a little intel, a little breakdown. Some he can share, some he can't, but we'll talk to Nate Thompson about the opponent that he knows very well, including the goaltender, Carey Price. What it was like to play with Price, play in front of Price, and practice with Carey Price. Also going to talk to an A-lister. He is out in L.A. flying the Flyers flag once again, the one and only David Boreanis from Bones and Seal Team and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He will join us from L.A. to break down how the excitement is on the West Coast. And also going to hear from a guy who scored two goals in the Flyers' last round robin games. Nicholas Albay-Kubel will join us on this game day episode as well. Three big guests on a big-time game day as the Flyers will take on the Canadiens tonight. So excited. Uh, First day of the playoffs. Pretty exciting as well, including a five-overtime thriller where the Tampa Bay Lightning play for about six and a half hours, and they pick up the game one overtime victory over the Columbus Blue Jackets 3-2. Also, in earlier action yesterday, Calgary Flames got a 3-2 win over the Dallas Stars, and because the game between the Lightning and the Columbus Blue Jackets went so long, a game that was supposed to start at 8 in Toronto at Scotiabank Arena has now been pushed to today at 11 a.m. Crazy stuff in these crazy times for the Stanley Cup playoffs. But let's get to the man who played for the Montreal Canadiens in parts of the last two seasons, and he joins us right now. Here's my conversation with Flyers forward Nate Thompson. Joining us once again on Flyers Daily, he's a former Hab, a former Canadian, and he's now a Flyer, and he's going to go against his former team, at least one of them, in this first round. He joins us, Nate Thompson. Nate, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing good, man. I, I do want to talk to you about the book that's going to come out after your career because you've played in so many diverse locations, um, which I think is really cool. It's like the player's guide to where to play in the NHL, from warm weather to cold weather and everywhere in between. It's really cool. But um, I imagine first and foremost that uh, you got a call from the Flyers coaching staff uh, for a little one-on-one intel drop on, on the Canadians. Did that in fact happen? Yeah, I had some conversations with uh, some of the coaches. Um, you know, obviously we have a couple of coaches that are are also former Habs. So, um, yeah, there definitely was some conversations, obviously me being there for, you know, a couple of seasons. So, um, you know, I had to, you know, give them the intel, like you said. <laughs> yeah, give them kind of the breakdown. How, how deep does that intel go? Does it go into, hey, this guy gets rattled if you, if you chirp him a lot, this guy – you know, he kind of flies the zone from a strategy standpoint and mental standpoint. Does it go that deep? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I can uh, give up too much information right now, but, you know, <laughs> I, I think the the biggest thing was just, you know, I, I think giving him information was, you know, ba- you know, tendency system, stuff like that. Um, you know, but, it, you know, but at the end of the day, like I've told everybody else, uh you know, it comes down to us. You know, we have to play our game. Uh, you can only do so much video and prepare. You know, at, at the at the end of the day, we have to play well and and uh, you know play our game because they're a team that you know they beat Pittsburgh for a reason. You know, they're a good hockey club. Uh, they work extremely hard. They're really fast, and 
uh, you know, they got a pretty good goaltender back there. So uh, we have to make sure that we're ready. Yeah, let's start there with Carey Price. You played with him. He is so calm, so collected. His reputation uh, as being an elite goaltender, perhaps the best of the last decade, is very well earned. Um, he's a guy that can get into opposition's minds. Uh, what was it like playing with Price and, and the challenge of playing against him now? Well, I think, you know, you hear about Carey Price and everyone talks about how talented he is, and he is. But I think when I got to play with him, I saw, you know, how uh, great his work ethic was. I mean, this guy comes to the rink every day, works. He's a true pro. He really works at his game. And uh, it was impressive to see for a guy that that's that talented. And you can see why he's had such a successful career and he's so elite because he works so hard at his game. Uh, when you're going against him, and you've seen it as a teammate of his and played against him, is it, um, you know, he's so effortless and efficient in his movement. He never looks like he's panicked. Can that also affect a player's, like, perception of him in-game? Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I, I know it did, you know, when I was playing there in practice. I mean, he was a guy that was – it was a it was a struggle to score on him in practice. Um, you know, he, he's he's definitely a guy that's – that doesn't get rattled, you know, like you said, he stays extremely calm the whole game. You know, if he gets scored on, he bounces back and he'll make a big save right after that. So, you know, we have our work cut out for us, but I, I think at the same time, um, we have to go about it like it's any other goalie. We have to, you know, continue to do the things to score goals, which is shoot the puck and go to the net. You know, I, I know it's pretty cliche, but uh, you have to kind of break it down to basics like that because, you know, that's how you're going to score against an elite goaltender like that. Yeah, a non-disrupted carry price is like pay, playing pitch and catch in the backyard with your son. It, you know, clear-sighted shots, he's going to eat up. You got to put, you got to take away his eyes and disrupt his space. Um, some of the young players on that Canadians team maybe opened up a lot of eyes. Guys like Nick Suzuki and and, and second-year player uh, Yasperi Kotkaniemi. I didn't screw up his name. That's pretty good by me. Um, and they got some other young players. <laughs> Shea Weber is a guy that you played with there as well, and. Uh, he's he's playing at a peak performance as well, so he's another guy you guys are going to have to deal with, and he's going to log a lot of minutes. Yeah, he's uh, he's a presence. Um, I, I think not just his play defensively, um, offensively, obviously his shot, but I, I think just you know he's the leader of that team for a reason, and he you know he brings it every night. So you know when you play against Shea Weber, you're going to get his best, and it's going to be a battle because you know he's a competitive guy and he's. Uh, you know, he's a world-class defenseman, so we have to make sure that uh, we make it hard on him because you know he's going to make it hard on us. Boy, it's gutsy in a game, like on the power play, if he's bombing one from the point to get into that lane uh, as a player to try and block that, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, you feel like you're, you know, you're threatening your life when you're getting in front of his shot, so um, <laughs> we have to make sure that he doesn't get good looks and if he does, we have to make sure that uh, our goaltender sees it and there's no traffic. And um, like I said, we just have to make it hard on him and make sure that he doesn't get free looks because uh, if he does, you know, he can make us pay. Uh, Nate, you just brought up your goaltender. And there's a lot of similarities to Carey Price. Um, it was his idol, obviously. And he's, you can tell that he's tailored a lot of elements of his game uh, in the way Carey does, both on and off the ice, preparation, um, the, the way he moves in the net, the calmness. Talk about what you've seen from Carter Hart, uh, not only just in your time here uh, before the pause, but since the pause as well. Well, I, actually, you know, I've been asked this question a lot. And I, I think when I first got here, 
he reminded me a lot of Kerry. Um, you know, like you said, how calm he is in that, the way he moves, uh, and his off-ice preparation too. You know, he for for being 21 years old, he's extremely mature, and he, you know, he's already a great pro, and he prepares himself, you know, very well, and he's, uh, you know, he just has that ice cold, you know, mentality where, you know, he goes in the net and, you know, he's going to stop the puck and he's going to do everything to do he can to stop the puck. So um, we're extremely confident in him. You know, he's going to be an elite goaltender in this league. And, you know, I, I think he already is. So uh, it's going to be one heck of a matchup. And, uh, you know, we can't wait to watch him back there. Let me ask you about the cerebral part of it with, with Carter, because in the game against Boston, he stopped 34 of 35, gave up just the one goal against Tampa as well. We know that they're, they're the top teams in the conference, along with you guys in the Caps. Um, and, I, and his performances were great. But to me, my biggest takeaway wasn't necessarily just the great performance and the numbers, but it was the manner in which he looked, because he looked so calm for his first playoffs and being 21. Seeing your goalie so calm and collected, uh, I said his heart rate never looked like it went over 70 beats per minute. Um, can that have an effect on you guys as well? Just going, man, he's so calm back there. Why would it, why would we panic in any way, shape, or form? Absolutely, it's it's definitely infectious when you have a goalie that um, you know makes a big save. You know, I, I think there was a couple games where you know we did, had a slow start. He made a couple big saves early, and it, and you could see our team kind of shift, and we and we got better after that. Um, and not only that, you know, I, I think even you know there's you know the you know, exhibition game against Pittsburgh, you know, he lets in the first goal and um, I think it was on the first shot. And then, you know, he was a wall after that, you know, that's the kind of uh, mentality he has where he's calm. He doesn't get rattled. He bounces back right away. And like I said, it's infectious throughout the team and, and we just kind of feed off that. Now you've been in the league a long time. Uh, what was it like coming back uh, after 140 plus days into training camp, a shortened training camp, and then jumping right back in? You haven't played a pseudo playoff game yet, but coming back, how did your body respond to that whole process of getting back at it after that time off? You know, I, I, I was uh, I was excited first off to get back. Um, it feels great. Uh, you know, during the pause, I was I was pretty good. I was. Uh, was working out and skating and, uh, you know, taking care of myself. So uh, when I came back for camp and now, um, you know, the body feels pretty good. Uh, for 35, I, I still feel like I have a lot of hockey left in me. And um, I'm just excited to get going here in the playoffs because it's going to be, you know, a fun time and it's the best time of the year. Yeah, it really is. To think that we just had eight days of what was, you know, basically noon to 2 a.m. hockey. And now it's, now it's the first round. <laughs> it's crazy how wild the yeah. first round is every year. Uh, Nate, I appreciate you doing this, man. Best of luck. Uh, let me ask you one more thing. I got to ask you about the goal you scored because uh, that was a hell of a snipe, brother. Um, you, you get the goalie down, it's Yarrow Halak, and you see that corner and you picked it, man. Tell us, tell us how that felt to come back and get it and get it's one. So, right. it, it, it's so good. It's so good. You know, I, I, I was joking around with the guys, you know, uh, sometimes when, you know, you pick the spot where you want it to go and it goes there, it feels pretty good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that time it worked out. So uh, it was a heck of a pass by Raf, and, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to, uh, you know, to pick my shot and it, <laughs> and it went there. So I was pretty happy about it. <laughs> yeah. That's good. When you get back to that, just gives you a building block right away of confidence. And, and that's sometimes what teams need to get it going. And you guys had it going in the round Robin and look to keep it going against your former team, the Montreal Canadians. I did say one last thing, the book you were going to write, and, and I'm demanding that you write it. Cause when I look at, you know, your <laughs> hockey DB, you've played for so many, I mean, you played in Boston, you played for the Islanders, you played for Tampa, hot, 
whether non-traditional market. You played in Anaheim for those years. A couple of stints in Canada with Ottawa and Montreal. You played in LA and you know the whole thing out there. And now you're with the Flyers. I mean, you have so much experience of cool markets and variation that I think your book's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to get a good editor, right? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm we'll not going to write it for you. I'm a horrible writer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see if that time comes. But I've been. I've been extremely fortunate. Um, you know, I've been playing in a lot of different teams. Uh, you know, hopefully I don't break the record of uh, most most different teams played. But, uh, you know, like I said, I've been very fortunate to play for some very cool hockey markets. And uh, it's been uh, one heck of a journey. So uh, I'm pretty grateful for that. Nate, we appreciate you doing this. Best of luck in the round, man. Everybody back here in Philly know that you got a ton of support. And they are in a lather already. So enjoy this ride, man. No problem. Thanks to Nate Thompson for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily. Great to get some intel. And I'm sure the coaches got a lot more intel than we got regarding the Montreal Canadiens and tendencies and different elements of the game, both between the ears and on the ice. Here's my conversation now, though, with a fellow Malvern Prep alumni, David Boreanis. Very happy to have join us here on Flyers Daily. He's the pride of Malvern Prep. And I even... uh, to show proof that I went there with David, even though we're, he was a little older than me. I have my all EHSHL uh, first team Malvern Prep from 1988. Uh, and he's uh, the star of many a TV show, including his latest show, SEAL Team on CBS. And he's a huge Flyers fan. David, how are you? I'm great, man. I like the plaque. The Malvern <laughs> Prep plaque is good. I, would, I wish I could pull something of Malvern up, but I could – I don't have anything on me right now. I was looking for my old like varsity jacket. And when we, after my varsity year, they gave you the jacket. When you got the jacket, you didn't have to wear a sport coat, which was, which was cool, right? Yeah. Yes, that's true. You, if you wore the jacket, you didn't have to wear a sport coat. I have it hanging up in my closet, man. My letterman <laughs> coat. I know exactly. It's right around the corner. <laughs> uh, mine was white though. I'm like, you cannot give Bobby. a hockey player a white jacket. No, no, white gloves. That's bad. <laughs> I felt like Polly Walnuts or something. No, no, that's not good. That's a bad look. That's going to get dirty within the first two hours, too. Yeah. Uh, first of all, David, before we get to the Flyers, uh, how's it been for you dealing with the pandemic out in L.A. And, and not being able to shoot the TV show, which is an awesome show, by the way. I love it. Um, Thank you. How's it been for you? It's been good. You know, we're just working on a lot of other stuff and meetings and projects very acclimated to the zoom meetings now, which started fast and furious in March and has been continually on going on for a couple months, uh, you know, doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes for seal team, uh, producing the show and talking to the network and the studio about scripts that we're now have been working on and um, just how we're going to be going back to work. So I've been pretty busy and just hanging with the family and, and um, enjoying, you know, some downtime. Cause once we start up again, it's going to be, it's going to be quick and fast and, and furious. That's for sure. See, like a hockey player during the pause, you got to stay in shape because that show is very physically demanding. Yes. Do you, do you order like a Peloton? Can we see a David Boreanaz Peloton commercial coming? <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> not a Peloton fan, but I will maintain myself in the gym and, and or around here. When, uh, you know, when this all kind of started, we weren't able to go to gyms and had my trainer come out train me out here and we were in a barn that was down below and we had the, uh, the weights and it was kind of like rocky <laughs> kind of uh, infused workouts but yeah I work out probably three four times a week and you know watch my diet as best as I can it's always tough during these times um, because I love the Haagen-Dazs and you know the grilled cheese sandwiches and all that stuff so 
but uh, yeah, you know, working out and staying fit is, is you have to be forward focused for a role like this mentally and physically. So, you know, I'm, I'm at it uh, three, four times a week. A bit of a departure role from you, um, you know, doing, playing an elite service member and, mm-hmm. and the, 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 guy, the role that you guys do as SEAL team and the SEAL team became even more prevalent, obviously, after the Bin Laden raid and all that stuff. Um, I always wanted to play military. Every kid did. How cool is that element of it? You know, the guns, the uniform, all the equipment, everything. Yeah, we're pretty, we're, we're spot on. We have veterans that we hire on our show. We're really proud of that. The operators that, um, the, the main one, Mark Owen, who sold the show to CBS, uh, another EP on board with us, um, was an actual uh, tier one operator. And he was in the Bin Laden raid, Captain Phillips, 13 wow. deployment. You know, pretty heavy stuff we deal with. And it's, uh, you know, our show is shot pretty much very fast in a docu-style. And we're very true to how we operate. And we have Delta Force guys that are on there that help us, you know, with the maneuvers and the and the breaching and the mission stuff. But what's really great about this character is getting in underneath him, his skin, and getting into, you know, the dynamics of the brain and how that operates, the character and how he suffers from PTSD or TBI, how he's acclimated back into the real world after being on a mission for two, three months of being away from his family. So it's been a really fun character to play. And um, it's tough to hear the stories of these real guys that go on these missions and um, are pretty much protecting us, you know, day in and day out and giving us our freedom. And uh, to be able to play that is, is quite a humbling experience for me. Yeah, it definitely provides awesome perspective. One of the things that's great about sports is it takes us away from the real world and the NHL coming back and they handled it so well, you know, this David, mm-hmm. they handled it so well in planning, working with the players and everything. Um, how excited were you for, for not only the game to come back, but knowing that the Flyers were a team that won nine of their last 10, didn't lose back-to-back games since early January. We're going, yeah. we finally got a team to go on a run. Let's get back. And they finally did. And not only did they get back, but right now they're picking up pretty much where they left off, which is, I got to give it to them. Um, you know, when you have that type of a layoff, and, and even with a pandemic type of a layoff, you would think the legs would be a little sore and you know they'd have to come up to speed but the, the young guns have coming up have come up and have really helped the club and you know it's funny I, I'm just excited that hockey's back whether it's spring summer fall you know summer hockey's awesome I always enjoy those types of tournaments you know where Philadelphia was when they started the season they weren't really identified as a team they didn't have an identity I, I mean no one really knew unless I didn't uh, where they stood and how they worked together they were they just, they weren't together. There was not this flow that's going on. And, you know, you got to really see really around Christmas time. I saw them play out in New Year's when they played the Kings and you could see a little bit of a gel there. And then they really picked up their pace in January and February. They were awesome, man. And so it's good that hockey's back and it's good to see that the Flyers have a strong identity and you just got to, you know, give it to Elaine Vino. And I mean, we have three head coaches behind our bench. Yeah. It's when crazy. You stop and think about it, you know, like, Mike Yo and Tarion and Vino, they're three head coaches and they really brought this team together. And he's a, you know, he, he makes the accountability for these players, he puts it on them. So it's exciting to see that. And it's exciting to see how some of these players that we can talk about have really pumped up their game and have really kind of, they've really popped. Yeah. They've come together and you're right. The, the accountability word is the one we hear the most because it doesn't matter if you're, you know, the best player, highest paid player, or 
yeah. a role guy. They're all held to their level of accountability, which is so awesome. When, when did the, the, the love for the game and the Flyers come in for you? I, you know, I was born in Buffalo, so I was a big Sabres fan growing up. And then I moved to Philadelphia. And I remember my dad taking me to a Flyers game at the Spectrum. And we had seats way up top. And um, it was Sabres and the Flyers. And I was rooting for the Sabres. And that quickly changed probably <laughs> 10 minutes of the first period. Um, and my dad said, well, if the Sabres score and you jump off, this could be a problem. And I did. And everyone looked at me. And I, I don't know. I think some things may have been thrown my way as well. Mm. But uh, after that game, I just, I don't know, something clicked and I turned fast. I was like the energy in that building, the spectrum, Bobby Clark was playing and Bill Barber. And it was like, well, who are these guys, man? Yeah. They just had a sense of, you know, at that time, like 78, 79, they were just kind of coming into their – coming out and going into a whole new decade of hockey for the Flyers franchise. And I was just – I loved it. And I came out a Flyers fan. It stuck its hooks in you and you're still – It you, did. Yeah, you fly the flag still out there in L.A. even well, though – Yes. It's awesome. I got um, the hat on right here. I got the Flyers. This, these are operator hats that we wear on the show. I get these made for the boys and the coaches every year. And this one was this year's. So this is a black multicam hat. And I, uh, this is Jason's hat that he wears on the show. So I wear pride. I love the city of Philadelphia. I love everything about it. The people, the hard work, the mentality, the history, the environment, and their sports teams are great. I love the fans. Uh, with this team that you see on the ice now, and you know, the young players you mentioned, like Travis Konechny, Proveroff, mm -hmm. Carter Hart, you tweeted out the other day, Carter yeah. Hart, that is all. And then yeah. the veteran core with Jake and Claude Giroux and Couturier. What is it about this team that you think makes them special and that can go on this run? Is it the combination of all that and the coaches? Yeah, these, yeah, the defense is, you know, what Chuck Fletcher did get Niskanen in for Provorov has been – I mean, Provorov is a great guy, hardworking guy. Like, I went back last summer and I was down at the, the facility and visiting it there, and I got a workout in. Proby was there working out. Like, that's just him. Is mm -hmm. he just is such a hardworking guy? He takes nothing for granted, and he just he hits it hard. But with that veteran presence with Niskin, and it really helped the back end. And I just love their defense right now. I love the way they're playing. I love the way Sanheim and Myers are playing. I mean, the, the hands are just mm. sick, filthy mitts um, on Sanheim. <laughs> I love it. You're breaking out the hockey lingo. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where did that come from? And you know, they're deep. And I love Hag. I think he's such a, you know what? I just think he's an epitome of a, a Flyers defenseman. He's strong, physical, he's hard hitting, yeah. physical, and we're going to need that. And you know, it's good to see that we can interchange that and see how Ghost can come up and down. I know Ghost's game has been kind of up and down. We'll see how. It was nice to see him in his last game, kind of get the puck on net and shoot it. You know, yeah. you can see when these boys have their confidence lull a little mm -hmm. bit, um, and they're struggling or they're they're gripping their sticks too much, but. Like you said, the young players and Abu Kabel, like who's this kid? Yeah. Like out of nowhere, just looking great. And like Travis Konechny, I've always liked TK's physicality. And Kevin Hayes, I mean, you know, I thought that was a very expensive signing. I'll be the first to admit it. I said, this is a lot of money for a guy who's traveled a little bit. And lo and behold, he just, he fits that, I will call the Tim Kerr type of player that we yeah. needed at that time he's a physical guy he's got this long reach and he just looks like a philadelphia flyer and he plays plays amazing that line right now is just on on fire and i yeah. think he's great for the locker room he's joking around he keeps it light so there's so many 
players that are coming up uh, in the ranks that are just, you know, we haven't even seen Morgan Frost yet. I mean, I know that kid is going to be, I think he's got a, his confidence is so high. He's got some time, but I think he's going to be another great player for Philadelphia. But, you know, all these players now that were in the playoffs, the series, it starts now. It's they got to step up like G and Jake and JVR. This is their time. Like they, they have the depth. They have to start scoring. They have to start making plays. They have to take that first line and start hitting it hard. You know, it's a long run. So hopefully they start heating up fast and, We'll see how deep we can go, but I'm I'm excited for the type of team they are. They're dangerous. Yeah, and that depth is is a big part of that. And mm-hmm. it would be so great to see a guy like Giroux, who's got the numbers that he had in the decade and and all that, haven't won a playoff series since '12. But he hasn't had any depth or goaltending for that matter. Speaking of goaltending, uh, as the you know you know me, I'm like a goalie freaking nerd as you can see in my background you love it you love it right now i do man this kid david this kid is so good and i don't know if you've had a chance to meet him and talk to him but yeah he is so together for a 21 year old i don't even want to couch it with 21 year old he's just got it all together mentally you gotta love what you see there i was at i had a chance to meet him before he went out to philadelphia he was at el segundo at the rinks and i met him and he was this young kid um and it was a, the agent who introduced me to him. Just a, a brilliantly young kid, very dialed in, focused. You know, a lot. He's a very post-to-post goaltender. He's very good at seeing the puck. Carey Price, obviously, when compares him to him. I even say a little quick, too. I mean, you know, watching um, him play, he's so calm. And what I love about him is he gets better as the game goes on. Mm-hmm. Let's say he gives up a goal if he shakes it off. But it, he seems to just get better and better as the period goes on and it goes into second and third and you're, you're holding a one goal lead. We have that guy now who can hold that lead. We have that legitimate number one goalie who can take us far. And he's 21 years old. It's, it's, yeah. it's mind boggling. Yeah. That's it really, just, it portends so well for the future. He's worked with a, uh, uh, an athletic or I guess a sports psychologist and, yeah. and mind coach since he was 13 guy that works with Braden Holpe, a guy named John Stevenson out there on the mm-hmm. west coast and and you can see it right away and i love his I, li- I try to live by his mantra that he always says like if you ask him well we're playing in philadelphia we know the history there and he just says that has nothing to do with me um yeah he's a control the controllable guy mm-hmm. and like in our world now if that's not like the most appropriate thing to live by i don't know what is you know very, what i mean it makes a lot of sense he's very aware of himself right meaning he is very comfortable in his own skin. He's aware of his surroundings, but it's, he's almost kind of, he's above that consciousness and he's, he's, he's controlling the strings. He's not letting anybody else go in yeah. there. He's not letting the press mess him up because it's a, it's a hard market to play with. He focuses that all out and he's above it. So he's just, it's like watching yourself play a role. It is, it's, it's the absolutely most freeing thing that you can be in, in that zone. And, uh, He's got it. And I also think Elliot is, I mean, Moose is what a great one, two punch another just fit in perfectly with him, you know, and uh, those two together, they, you know, we couldn't be, we couldn't be luckier to have those two. Let's just hope they stay healthy. Knock on wood, whatever. I don't care. It's like, yeah, not on everything. (laughs) Yeah. He's just, he's, he's remarkable. And I mean, you know what, he's hot going in and we'll see. Um, We'll see how they handle this first round against Montreal, I guess playing against Carey Price, that's that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, no doubt. He got the chance to meet him for the first time last week. He played against him, but never met him. And you could tell, you know, it's his boyhood idol. He's a little geeked out by it. Like, kind of like, yeah, yeah. Meet him. it was awesome. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, we take the first game. He's like, yeah, I gave up that first goal. I should have had it when I was geeking out on Carey Price. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. Um, <laughs> last thing for you. When the puck drops yeah. at 8 o'clock, Flyers, Canadians, what, yes. will they, what, what will your setup look like? What, what's going to be going on with your – Always, always have, always, always have the flyer's glass, and I have the, the signal on the outside. I always start with a screwdriver. I always have one screwdriver. Wow. It just it sets the pace for me. I have a very good friend named Flyer Mac. He's, his name's Jerry Mac, but I call him Flyer Mac. We've been on the phone back and forth since the, before the Lindros days, and just the heartaches that we've been through with this team and playoff runs when they lost to Tampa in seven and Tampa, like with JR and stuff. It was like we've been through all of that. Yeah, we've, we've kind of like we start. That's our pace. That's my pace, and um, so I will be there, ready to roll, and very excited. You know, I, I think the way the NHL has set these games up, there, you know, without the fans, it feels like a European feel to me for some reason. I don't know if it's the yeah. blue and you can't see the fans, but um, I also want to say I think I got to give a lot of sh- big shout out to Scott Lawton. I, 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 I this guy. What a, what a sniper he's become and a player. And what I like about his game, when he scores a goal, he's just calm. He doesn't yep. he doesn't razz or dazz. He's just – and here's somebody who I thought, again, was a bust. Mm-hmm. But it goes to show you these players need to maturate and mature before they come into their own. And I'm glad that we gave them that time to mature because now we're wreaking that benefit. And uh, – Again, also a shout-out to Ron Hextall, who I think did a great job putting this team together. And that's no dig to Chuck Fletcher. I think he did a great job so far being here with his team. But, you know, Hextall did a hell of a job putting these players together. And, um, you know, I'm just excited. I'll be there with the screwdriver ready to roll. A little acidity, huh? I like that. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. And then I switch over. I, I, I can't do too much. So uh, that, that's how I start, though. Oh, it's going to be a great start, David. Uh, enjoy the playoff run, man. I, yep. I know it's. I know you're going to be flying the flag out there. Philly's going nuts already. Everybody's jumping on and getting really excited. Thanks for doing this, man. We'll be watching uh, uh, the, the SEAL Team show when it comes back. Yep. Best of luck with filming and everything. And we'll yep. talk soon, man. Sounds great, man. Love. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. David's a guy that always uh, has repped his Flyers fandom, no matter where he is around the globe shooting for television shows or movies, and he'll be repping it in L.A. once again, getting excited for this playoff run. Another guy in the play-in series or the round robin for the Flyers in that game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, he didn't have one goal. He had two goals. His first two Stanley Cup playoff goals, two in one game, and they were big for the Flyers in defeating the Tampa Bay Lightning. Here's my conversation with Nicholas Albay-Kubel. Happy to have join us right now on Flyers Daily. He scored two goals the other night, his first two playoff goals for the Philadelphia Flyers. Forward Nicholas Albay-Kubel. Uh, Nick, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, we're doing awesome, man. Everybody's getting excited back here in a steaming hot Philadelphia. But, man, ha- that had to feel really good the other night to pot not one but two in that game against the Lighting. How, how did it feel from your perspective? Uh, yeah, it felt really good. Uh, bring back confidence from the season for sure. It's been a while didn't score. <laughs> But when you look at, you know, you're your, technically your rookie year in the NHL, you had played nine games prior to this season. You get in with the Flyers, you play 36 regular season games, uh, you have 15 points. And like you said, you know, the team coming back from the pause, confidence doesn't carry over time. 
to kind of rebuild that foundation is important. How's it been for you guys from kind of the moment you got to training camp in phase three to where you guys are now, now entering the round of 16? Uh, a lot of guys came, came in early in Philadelphia. Uh, I did too. Uh, as soon as we got the green light coming back from Canada, I went to skate at the skate zone in New Jersey. Uh, a lot of guys followed too. And uh, I mean, since they, since they want to camp, I think we're ready. Uh, coach are doing a great job to like, keep us, keep us like in lube and keep us like ready on our toes and stuff for for you what was it like getting back on the ice was it did you did you have a chance to skate over the pause and what was that process like to get your game back in order and do you feel like it's there now uh, i didn't skate over the pause and it was it was hard to keep uh stay in shape like uh, i was running a, a lot back home but yeah it was, it was a little harder to stay in shape with the virus no gym open and everything so uh, I think it was good for me to come back early to Philly and then just work out with the guys here. How's the process been for you uh, with the team and, and you know, getting, uh, you know, the practices ramped up in phase three and then you've had the, I guess, total of four games now, including that Pittsburgh game. Do you feel like you guys are back to at least close to being that team that ended the pause where you guys won none of your last 10? Uh, well, for sure, our success means a lot. Uh, the we haven't lost yet, but I feel like we're still a little off. Our special unit maybe is a little off, but I'm I'm confident it's gonna might take a few games and then we'll we'll be back at it. Uh, is one of the things with the power play because you're on power play too as well, um, and you're right. The power play has struggled. It's gotten some looks, but hasn't cashed in. Um, in a normal training camp and, and in a season, you have a little bit more time. It's not as kind of compacted as it, as this was. Is this just a, a kind of an element of maybe not having the, the normal amount of time to work on a special team like the power play? Uh, we've practiced quite a, quite a bit at it, but I, I feel like uh, I, the bad ice is probably – I don't want to blame it on it, but it's a little harder to make passes and make plays when, like, after the first 10 minutes of the game, uh, the ice gets really bad quick. So I don't know if – I don't want to blame the, the ice, but I feel like if, if we get more um, – more uh, more confidence around the power play, and then maybe one or two lucky goal and might might just take that to get back at it. Nick, um, for the people listening, just kind of, when you say bad ice, is the ice soft, chewed up? Um, what's what's the element of, of bad ice? Because there's been a lot of activity on it. Obviously, so many games, not having the, yeah. the to be able to resurface and flood it like normal. Um, but for you guys, and, and look, the puck does unpredictable things on bad ice. Um, if that's the case going forward, maybe that'll lessen with less games. And but you know, for you guys, is it to simplify when that's the case? Yeah. So it's probably because there's so many games lately, and I don't know if the weather has something to do. It may, might be a little warmer in the rink or or something since we're in the summer. But the the ice after the first ten minutes is a little harder to be uh, sharp on passes, and a lot of time that's what you need on power play. Let me ask you about the building, because somebody mentioned this to me the other day. It, the buildings are keeping the buildings cooler, and I heard Chuck Fletcher talk about that. He's got, he didn't bring a jacket with him. It's been so cold watching the games. But what is it like at playing level for you guys? Because the fans heat up a building a lot and when doors open and those kind of things, too. What, what has it been like inside the arena for, with no fans from a temperature uh, standpoint? From the bench, I, I'd say it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, I know the guys uh, said that in the rink it's a little colder from the stands, but uh, from the bench, I would say it's pretty normal. And what's that experience been like for you playing without fans? 
Uh, it's not that as bad as I thought. I feel like the games are so important that you, you get fired up anyway, and we have a good bench. So, yeah, it's not so bad so far. Uh, and what's life been like for you inside the bubble? Uh, <laughs> a little boring, but you get to <laughs> find stuff to do. Um, the Hotel X is a great, great hotel. Uh, we got the BMO field right, right next to us. Uh, we play a lot of video games. Uh, some card game as well, and we have a lot of games to to watch on TV. So so far, it's not that bad. See, and winning makes it more fun as well. Um, Nick, let's look at your two goals that you had in the game against the Lightning. Um, let's look at that first one, um, where you get the the great redirect down in front of Andre Vasilevsky, the the turnover, and Ghost gets the puck to the net. Um, when you when you're dealing with a goalie like Vasilevsky, you got to take his eyes away and change directions of shots. Um, but that was a tough tip for you. Did you know it was coming in high and trying to tip it down? And you know you don't want to put him too high because you don't want to go over the bar. But what did that goal look like for you from your perspective? Uh, as soon as I saw the turnover, I just went in front of the net. I was waiting to that's up to come, and I feel like Ghost put it a little higher, maybe trying to score. So it was, I don't know, it was maybe a little lucky to tip it, but uh, yeah, it was a, a good tip, I guess. Well, then the second goal you get, uh, you're on, a, you get a turnover, you guys, and then you, you end up in a little mini two on one, and, and Coots sends you an airborne pass. First of all, was the pass in the air when you hit it? Uh, I felt like it, but after I sent the replay, I think it might have touched the ice, but it, it wasn't like flat on the ice. It was a little bouncy. So, so that is a tough one. Because <laughs> that takes yeah. a lot of hand-eye coordination to score that one. Um, when that game ended for you guys against the Lightning, you guys go back into the room. Um, you know, you wrap up your round-robin portion. You outscore your opponents 11-3. to What's kind of the feeling in the dressing room, knowing what you guys just did in the round robin, and that you did move up to be the top seed? Uh, I feel unreal. Uh, uh, for me, the exhibition game was so uh, worrying—not worrying, but like it wasn't as as good as we we used to play. But then the round robin was clearly—we uh, were dominant on the ice. We played a very good game. Uh, so we come in this first round with a lot of confidence. Uh, we know what, how good we are and how complete of a team we are. So, yeah, it looks good for the first round. As a kid growing up in Canada, the Montreal Canadiens, all the history with the Canadians, right? There's so much there. Uh, what's it going to be like to take on a team with that much tradition? <laughs> uh, this, they for sure surprised the Penguins. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I think we're, we just want to make sure we don't get surprised as well. Uh, yeah, we, they have a great goalie, so it's going to be hard to – the score, but I feel like we have the power in, in the offense and to the score against him. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see Wednesday. Uh, let me ask you this about Carey Price because he's a guy that's got a reputation as being one of the best in the world and has for a long time, and he's earned the reputation. It's well deserved. Um, can he just the fact that he's in that net make you guys try to be a little bit too precise or maybe that extra pass because? you know that he's in there and he's a tough one to beat, so you want to be a little bit more perfect. Can you get into a, a shooter's head? Uh, I don't – no, I don't – for myself, not really. Uh, I know he competes a lot and he can steal a game maybe, but I feel like we – as I said, we have the power in front to score, and I don't think uh, the Montreal always shut us down. Uh, for you guys from your coaching staff, what, what is the key to disrupting price? Uh, for sure to have traffic in front. 
Uh, any goalie in this league doesn't like that. Uh, for sure, the power play has to score. Um, so, yeah, that's probably the two, the two key things for, for success. Uh, last thing for you, Nick. Um, in the game against Washington, um, there was a hit I really didn't like from Tom Wilson on Ivan Provorov. And then uh, later in the game, I, I saw you got him a little bit. And I actually tweeted out, I said, Nicholas Aubé-Kubel, just Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson. Uh, it made a lot of people <laughs> happy. The, the physical element to your – you have to be physical, don't you? You feel like it, that's something that really is important to you to be a big physical presence, especially on the forecheck, right? Yeah, well, I don't have to, but I, I like that part of my game. How I got up to the NHL, so I'm not going to stop it. Uh, Nick, best of luck coming up uh, on Wednesday night. You guys will crank it yeah. up against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, great job in the round, Robin. Yeah. I know it's been probably a whirlwind of a season for you as your rookie year, and then it pauses, and now you're back, and you get the two. What, what craziness. You probably didn't draw it up this way, but it is the way it is. Uh, we appreciate you taking <laughs> yeah. the time, and uh, best of luck coming Wednesday. All right, Wednesday. thank you. All right, bye. Thanks to Nicholas Albay-Kubel, to David Boreanis, and, of course, to Nate Thompson for this episode and appearing on it. Of Flyers Daily, which is presented as always by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Supporting our Flyers, Penn Orthopedics creates the ideal care plan with treatment options fueled by our own world-renowned research, doing what once seemed impossible so you can too. Another reason why your life is worth Penn Medicine. Learn more at PennMedicine.org/ortho and give them a follow on Twitter at Penn Medicine. That's going to put a wrap on this game day episode. Coming up tomorrow. We'll have all the breakdown of Game 1 between the Flyers and the Montreal Canadiens. So check us out tomorrow on a brand new episode of Flyers Daily. Thanks for listening.